Welcome back to another episode of Being at Work. Oh my goodness, I am so grateful to get to host this show. It is so life-giving for me. Conversations like the one I have with today's guest are so relatable. I mean, they are the challenges of life that we bring to work. So I have no doubt that you're really going to enjoy this one. We talk about the winding road that we're all living and leading on, but we're going to go back a bit. Today's guest grew up playing business with her siblings. Can't you just see them all with the notebook pads and the paper? And what's fun about her story is that she was always the boss in this scenario because she was the oldest. But she quickly learned that leadership is a lot more than getting people to do what you want them to do. Jeannie Ambler is the Vice President of Human Resources for BHI Senior Living. But what you really need to know about Jeannie is how she leads with the mindset, I'm not done yet. And you'll hear that play out throughout our entire conversation. Listen in as we talk about not waiting so long to take the leap, choosing courage over comfort, and learning from all the leaders you work with, even the crappy ones. Check it out. You asked me to to think about some pivotal moments in my career that taught me a lot about myself and my leadership. And as I think back about my career, I realized there wasn't just one or two pivotal moments that have taught me about me and my leadership. In reality, there have been a series of moments and experiences that have built upon one another to really shape the person and the leader that I am today. And each new experience has taught me something, each relationship, each team, each boss, project, job, so on and so forth. I've learned something from all of it. And what is really exciting to discover about that, which I don't know that I had really realized before, but I realized I'm not done yet. I'm going to continue to learn and grow with each new experience. And the journey isn't going to end. I'm I'm never going to get to that final destination. And honestly, there's a bit of peace that comes with that. I find as I, I get older and you start thinking out back about your career and your, your journey and your life and um, what it all means to know that I'm not going to get there, that it's going to continue to evolve and be different. It's pretty exciting, honestly. Yeah, what a very different mindset. I'm not going to get there. I'm not done yet. I mean, it is. I, I appreciate how you say it brings a lot of peace because it's, it's so empowering. Like one of the things I hear in that is very much wherever you are, there are strengths, there's opportunity, there's passion. So take us back because you said that it's a, when you reflected on this idea of pivotal moment, pivotal moments, it was a series of moments for you. How far back? Like when do you start to see this all taking shape? So that's really interesting because I think a lot of people start with their first job, whether it was even in high school or in college or after college. Um, But I really, if I go all the way back, I discover that I started my leadership lessons very early in life. When I was growing up, I had the responsibility of caring for my younger siblings from time to time. 
I have two brothers and I have a sister um, who's quite a bit younger than me. So at the time it was the three of us. It was, it was myself and my two brothers. And we would play what we called business growing up, which at the time I just thought was perfectly normal. It was something that we kind of came up with. My parents had brought home old supplies and I think a phone from somewhere and um, just, you know, stuff that they were getting rid of at their offices. And we would set up an office at our home and, and we'd say, come on, let's play business. And we'd set up this whole office and who knows what our business was. I have no idea. We were making phone calls. We were moving paper from here to there. We were greeting fake guests as they came in. But my friends would always say, what are you playing? Did you, do you buy that at the store or is this a board game? And they just, it didn't resonate with them. But for some reason, it resonated with me. And because I was the oldest, I always got to be the boss. And that wasn't just in playing business, but in, in probably life as I was helping to care for them in many different aspects. But what I learned from that, and I, I didn't realize that I learned it at the time, but what I learned from that is that while I could get them to do what I wanted, I didn't always feel good about it afterwards. So I was the boss and they did what I said and I got them to do that, but it didn't always feel great afterwards. As a matter of fact, sometimes it felt kind of crappy. And I learned that leadership is more than just getting people to do what you want them to do or how you want them to do it. And that didn't resonate until much later in life. And I think it took me quite some time on my leadership journey to really hone that craft of it's more than just getting people to do what you want them to do in the way you want them to do it. I think that's really key as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Those things we do as kids and how in reflection of those things, we can see the lessons and the personality styles emerge. Well, and it's interesting because in in coaching, I will ask leaders a lot of the time just in getting to know them and their style and their preferences. Tell me about like as a kid, what were you like and what did you love to do? And yeah, so I'm not surprised, Jeannie, to hear you say that you were playing business early on. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's so interesting too, because we, there's certainly this winding road. So, you know, you ask how far back did I go and, and what are those pivotal moments? And there's this winding road that I have taken in my career. And and it's so interesting to me because we ask kids that age, what do you want to be when you grow up? And then when they're 18-ish and they graduate from high school, what are you going to do? What are you going to be? And and you're like 22 when you graduate from college and you're supposed to have it all figured out and know what your career looks like. And that model, quite honestly, just doesn't fit anymore. And I don't think that it ever really fit mm-hmm. for me. And that's certainly evident in the, the road that I've taken and the journey that I've taken. It's no longer that, hey, I've got the best job in town because it pays the best and the benefits are good. The search for meaning and inclusion and belonging is so strong. And I think that it's always felt that way for me. So... So certainly my career trajectory has not been planned. It's been kind of all over the place. There have been ups and downs. And a lot of that has been based on the the season of life that I've been in, on, on what me and my family have needed at that particular time. And so it was never a straight line. It, I took a very curvy path with wrong turns and detours from time to time. And it would be pretty easy to regret some of the choices 
that I made or chances that I didn't take to think that I wasted time by not going from point A to point B to point C and so on. But honestly, I've always really felt like regret is a true waste of time. Mm -hmm. And it just is not helpful for me to think about it that way. I don't read my horoscope on a regular basis. But if I happen to be on that page of the newspaper where the horoscope is, then I always check it out. And there was one a couple of weeks ago that I read that just resonated again as I'm thinking about my career journey. And it was something like, when things work out the way you want to, you feel like it's destiny. And when they don't, that also feels faded. Mm. And it said something about like tiny arrows pointing you in a better direction. And that just really spoke to me because that's me (laughs) for sure. If it works out the way it's supposed to, I'm super excited about it. If it doesn't, I'm pretty bummed. But then when I look back on it, I realize what it taught me, what I was supposed to gain from that, and how I can use that going forward. Mm. Oh, that's so good. It's such a reminder that life is always working with us. Yes. There are these tiny arrows pointing me in the right direction if I'm open to it. You know, and it's such an important message that you're sharing here. We have intern right now at HRD who talked recently about her life as a novel and each of her jobs as a chapter in that novel. And Mm -hmm. you mentioned, Jeannie, like whatever season of life you were in, I mean, I think we have to realize like that's the way in which the workforce, particularly Gen Z coming into the organization, thinks about their work. Like, what do I need right now for me? It is very much driven by the employee and his or her expectations. And your journey really reflects that as well. Yes, yes, it does. And sometimes you only realize that in hindsight. Yeah. At the time, I, I, you know, I kind of was comparing myself to others and saying, well, they've got it all figured out. They've got, they did it this way. They did it the right way, I would say, or I would think. And, and now, I realize there is no right way. It's not a one size fits all. Exactly. But I do think historically we've tried to, because I think the windy curvy path because of life working with us is the way in which it works. And we've tried to fit this curvy path into a straight line or. Yes. And that, yeah. So I'm grateful that we're realizing that the relationship with work is changing and that it is more about season of life and the chapter that I'm in right now and that I can make a change if I want to. Exactly. And I guess that's, that's the other thing is thinking about being stagnant and, and staying in a place for too long just because it feels safe or it, it's what I've always done. I certainly learned that after I was in a role for 15 or I was at a company and in the role for most of the 15 years. And afterwards, I I looked back on that and said, why did I wait so long to make a change? I feel like now, looking back on it, I probably waited five years too long. And the reason I realized that or I learned that is because I moved into a new role where I was building something and creating and developing and bringing together a team to solve enterprise problems. And And I discovered that I had a true passion for that. And so looking back, I thought, boy, I was just super comfortable in that role. And it made me think about why I stayed there a little bit longer than probably what I should have. 
and think about comfort and fear. And it was, it was super comfortable. I knew all the people, I knew where all of the stuff was, and how to get things done. And, and of course there's fear of the unknown as well. So, and as I've said to you before, Andrea, you can't have a, an HR podcast without a good quote from Brene Brown. So here's <laughs> mine. Uh, <laughs> Brene Brown has said that we can choose courage or we can choose comfort, but we can't have both, at least not at the same time. And so really learning how to integrate courage and comfort, depending on that season of life, depending on the role that you're in, depending on what you want to do next is, is so key. And to be very mindful of that, that's what I try to do now. So after that 15-year stint, it really taught me to be more careful about that, about being stagnant. And I don't think that you necessarily have to change jobs to avoid getting stagnant. I think for me at that point, it was definitely the right thing to do. And it, it helped me to, to discover things about myself and my leadership that I didn't know. But I don't think everybody has to do that. I think you can stay in the same role, the same company and do things that will help you stay creative and build. So volunteer, get a new certification, um, join a club, get a new hobby get a new group of friends, uh, those types of things can help you stay really fresh and, and keep things exciting. So I'm not advocating for everybody to quit their job every few years, but <laughs> just really to be mindful about what is important to you and how you can keep things fresh and, and joyful for yourself. Yeah. And how do I get that, right? How do I fill my life with those things that I need? So during that five-year period in which you said you stayed too long. What were you feeling? I was feeling that there wasn't anywhere else for me, that there wasn't, there wasn't that next step. My boss at the time was really fantastic. And she knew this. She knew that there wasn't a next step here in Indianapolis where I wanted to, to stay grounded. And so she would help me find opportunities to do special projects and things that kind of took me outside of my comfort zone and allowed me to do some of that building and creating that really is a strength and also gives me a lot of joy. But that's what I was feeling. I was feeling that I was just kind of stuck and there wasn't, I was feeling very like it was the same thing day after day. You know, in HR, there's never the same thing. Things are always happening that are different. As soon as we think we've seen it all, something pops up and some human behavior will never cease to amaze us. But, <laughs> but at the same time, it was really the same thing over and over again each day. And, and I was just feeling probably a little bored. Mm. But at the same time, I had this great flexibility, which as I said, for the season of my life, that was really important to me to be able to leave early to go to my daughter's tennis match or golf or hit a concert that they were in. So those things were really important to me. And that flexibility was so important. So kind of go back to what you're saying of what people are wanting and needing today. How do we merge those two together where there's still the flexibility, but then there's also the opportunity for people to do what they're passionate about and what excites them every day? Yeah. It's the question of, should I stay or should I go? It's a question that I get so often and I've been there and I know that's such a challenging place because I hear in you a loyalty and a wanting to add value. And I know when I've been in that situation, because 
I'm like an all in kind of person. So it's really hard for me not to be that. How do you navigate that? What advice do you give to leaders that find themselves in that place? In a place of being stagnant or not knowing what's next. Yeah. And feeling like, should I stay? Should I go? I've got some perks, like the flexibility, like you mentioned. Right. How do you make that decision? Yeah. So for me, I can just say what it was for me. And I think this is probably advice that, that most people would give is the old pros and cons list, right? But you really dig deep with that. It's not just on the pro side, it's more money. On the con side, the benefits cost more. It's you really dig deep to what are your personal core values? What are your non-negotiables? And what are the, hey, if I were to build this job myself, what would it look like for me? And you kind of start parsing that out between pros and cons of, of this role, this opportunity. And like I said, you dig way deep. You dig into the team. You dig into the mission of the company, the work that you're going to be doing, the resources that you're going to have to do that work. There are certainly opportunities that I have said no to because I just knew the support wouldn't be there. It might be exactly what I want to do, but if the support's not there, if the resources aren't there, then we're not going to be successful. So so I'd say, yeah, digging really deep into what's important to you and how does the job or the role or the opportunity match up with that? That's good. And I do think if you go through that thoughtful process and do the deep digging that you're talking about, I don't think you can make a bad decision. I mean, there are always going to be multiple options that could potentially serve you well or serve you in different ways. Oh my gosh, Andrea, that is the key. There is just, if you do it, there can't be a bad decision. It may not be the forever decision. It may not be the... I've made the choice that now I will retire in this role, but it is something that will bring you something, whether it be joy or an experience or learning or growth and develop. I mean, it will bring you something. So I'd say the, what's the old adage, look before you leap. So definitely look before you leap into something, but take the leap, find the opportunity. Yeah. And you may need to take another leap at some point. Well, and that really goes back to the mindset that you started with this mindset of I'm not done yet. I mean, because if you're walking into every opportunity with that, you're naturally going to maximize it. You're going to look for opportunities. You're going to be much more willing to take the leap. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And to learn about what gives you energy. If you don't try different things, if you don't reach and leap and and look for that, that thing that gives you energy, you're not really going to learn about what it is that gives you the most energy. You may be doing something thinking, this is it, this is it, this is it. And then you, you take a leap and you realize, oh, well, no, this is it. And again, it could be different depending on your, your season of life and where you are and in your career, with your personal life, whatever it might be. But yeah, Figuring out what gives you that energy, you can't do it unless you take some chances and take those leaps. And you did that just a few months ago when you took this new role at BHI. So you you model it well. Yeah, it is a new role. And I've I've been here for seven months and it's it's fresh and it's new and it's exciting and it's overwhelming sometimes. But 
I am building this team around me. And that's another thing that I, I'd say is this leadership thing is a team sport. It's not a person at the top of the pyramid and that's the person you go to for everything. And, and so I really feel that my role is to surround myself with people who have complementing strengths to what mine are and to each other. Always be asking, what am I missing? What's missing from this puzzle? What do we need to add to it? Ensuring the team is set up for success and has the opportunity to gain knowledge and skill set that they need to do the job that they're doing to the best of their ability and to continually improve as well. And and just know that we're better together than we are apart. And so it's been really exciting to be able to build that HR team at BHI and to look for opportunities to permeate throughout the organization the value that that team can bring. And it's a slow process, but again, it's a build. And the exciting part is is when it all comes together. I was thinking the other day about how I've always appreciated you know, it's summer where we're throwing parties, we're having events, and I've always appreciated the final moments before a party starts. When it's just my husband and I, oftentimes our, our daughters are there as well, and it's before any of the guests arrive, when everything is set and it's ready for a wonderful event. The drinks are out, the food's ready, the decor is on point. And when it's just us, that moment before the guests arrive and we can connect for just a few moments before the excitement of the night takes us all in different directions. That is such a magical time for me. I wouldn't give up the party for anything, but that's a magical time for me. And so I think about that as I'm building a team, as our team together is building an HR structure as we are bringing that out into the organization, there is this moment when it's all ready. And, you know, it's not all ready ever. Like I said, there's never a final destination. But when you've got this just all together and it's just the team that has developed this really wonderful system or structure or initiative through collaboration, through input from others, and we're ready to roll that out, that it's just magical. What an awesome analogy. I could feel that as you described it. I mean, we can all relate to that moment. And it is, there's something really special about like, look what we created. Now let's go. Like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, and then it also made me think of the next day when you're debriefing and you're telling stories and you're laughing about the crazy things that happened that you didn't anticipate. And yes, <laughs> oh my gosh, so good. The aftermath of it all. Yeah. <laughs> and you have been talking about looking for opportunities where you get energy. And part of this role for you, you've mentioned like building multiple times. And so building is something that gives you energy. I suspect yes. that's a big part of why you stepped into this role, a big part of why you took the leap you realize this is going to be energy giving for me. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, it absolutely is. When I first started having conversations about this role and what the board and and CEO and other executive team members wanted to have created here, 
it very much. I mean, it's like I said, it's a huge job. It's a lot to create, but I knew that it would give me a ton of energy and be really exciting for me. And, you know, I feel like I can't talk about leadership. I've been talking about things I've learned and certainly I have learned a lot from other leaders as well. And I take so many of those lessons along with me and the importance of them. And it reminds me of a a line from a song, a Jimmy Buffett song, a modern day poet. And the song is Son of a Son of a Sailor. And he says that I've read dozens of books about heroes and crooks, and I learned much from both of their styles. And I think about that, that, you know, I've learned so much from so many fabulous leaders and mentors and people that have just taken me under their wing and really helped me along and and been wonderful allies. But I've learned probably about as much and maybe even more important lessons from the kind of crappy leaders that I've had in my career and, and that I've seen along the way. And And learning all of that and knowing all of that helps me to move into this position that I'm in with the mindset of, I'm definitely not going to do that. (laughs) I certainly will do this. I am not going to hoard information. I was talking to my dad about this the other day. It used to be early in my career and certainly in his career that it was a way of gaining power to hoard information. And that was your status, how much information you had to yourself. And now great leaders know that the real advantage is in sharing that information. And so I think about that, about how I want to be transparent and I want to be honest and candid with my team and and who I've learned that from on both sides, those that have been very transparent and honest and candid. And then those that hoarded that information and just felt threatened by anyone to try and get close to that. So those types of, of lessons help to bring me into this, this build and this energy giving at BHI. And we're in a position at BHI Senior Communities where we're helping people sometimes at their very most vulnerable And we are creating a space for people to feel safe and comfortable. And as a not-for-profit, we do that in a very unique manner. And that's really exciting to me. So when you can take what gives you energy and that you're you're excited about and, and brings you joy, and you can match it up with something that is that you're passionate about that you know is the right thing to do for people. And you bring those two together. And then you bring all the leadership lessons that have come with you. And you know you're not done yet. I mean, I'm just like, it's really exciting to be in this spot. And I know that it's exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. Exactly where I'm supposed to be. Doesn't mean that the spot right here is where I'll be forever but it is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And that is, I'll go back to, that brings me a lot of peace. Oh, it's so good. Well, and it's so interesting how everything is so connected. The mindset of I'm not done yet drives thoughtful behaviors around what gives me energy. When am I going to be at my best? I mean, it's, it is just so interesting and it's so empowering also. And the other thing I want to point out to our listeners who, because I suspect there, there could be people listening like, oh, I, w- I want to be there. 
it's you've done a lot of work to get to where you are, right? You know yourself. There's a really high level of self-awareness because you've talked so much about taking the time to do the pro-con list, to think about what gives you energy, to dive deep into your values. That work has equipped you to make the decisions that have led to where you are today. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's not. And I think again, when I said, you know, I was always like thinking, I don't have it all together. That person has it all together. They've got their path. They know, and they followed it. It just all makes sense. And But there's nobody that has it all together, first of all, and there's not a right path, second of all, but it is about doing the work. It is about digging deep and it is about learning and finding areas for growth and being very self-reflective and thinking back about this is what was good about that and this is what wasn't so good, but here's what I learned and here's what I'm taking from it into the next opportunity. So yeah, so it's not to say, oh, you know, you just fall into the, you kind of do this and you do that and you fall into these. No, you got to do the work. There there are very few people that just float through without doing the work. Yeah. And experience is the best teacher. So it goes back to that, trusting that life is working with you. If you trust that life is working with you, you're you're naturally going to ask when you have a crappy leader, what am I learning from this? Yeah, because it is very hard in the middle of that crappy leader to like be in the middle of that experience to say, what am I learning from this? And how, what value am I going to take from here when you're just every day trying to figure out how to get by with this person who is draining all of the energy and life out of you? Sometimes it can seem that way. Right. Well, and you're seeing the impact of that, which is so valuable because you will take that into your future experiences for sure. I mean, we both have lots of stories like that. Yes. Lots of stories (laughs) like that. Well, Jeannie, thank you so much. I feel so energized and inspired from our conversation, from the mindset leading the right behaviors. I mean, that is giving you the results that you're getting right now, that you're in such a good place. You said, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And life is working with you because you're doing your part. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So good. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. This is very um, energy giving to me as well and has just been a super fun exercise to really think back because, you know, I don't know that I've ever done this before and, and probably lots of people haven't. They haven't really thought back about their career and what they've learned and and how they've gotten to where they are today. And um, so it's been a great experience to do that and to talk about it with you, Andrea. Oh, thank you, my friend. If our listeners want to connect with you, Jeannie, what's the best way to do that? They can find me on LinkedIn. A Jeannie Ambler. All right. Thank you, Jeannie. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a being at work story.